inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he and you are you and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. We like to call it living life like it matters. Uh, and today, uh, you know, it reminds me of the uh, the one thing I saw one time. I laughed, I cried, uh, I almost walked out. Because today, uh, hopefully you'll laugh. Maybe you'll cry. I don't know. Probably a lot of you have enough crying, right? Uh, but uh, today we're going to talk about uh, emotions. You know, uh, let's be honest. America and Americans have been on an incredible emotional roller coaster. The emotional intelligence, the uh, emotional health of the average American uh, is definitely in question. It's been taxed. It's been squeezed. I mean, if you think about it, every aspect of American life has conflict. Uh, has tension. Uh, and unless we relieve the tension and, and get healthy emotionally, uh, we are due for a train wreck. And today, uh, we're blessed because today and uh, later on the show, we'll be bringing on Brad Bonner. Uh, Brad is a graduate of Leadership Awakening. He and his wife, uh, Victoria, they own a gym actually in uh, Northern California. Uh, but Br- Brad's also uh, um, a comedian. And uh, he deals with uh, depression, uh, and uh, he has this thing called One Degree of Separation that now he they're doing a, uh, um, I don't know if it's going to be picked up by Netflix, but they're planning on it, called uh, Dying to Laugh. Uh, and it really is about depression. Uh, and if you think about it, some of the funniest people in the world from our past uh, have died by suicide. Uh, some of the great comedians, if you look at them, uh, uh, had so much pain. And what they do is they mask their pain with humor. Uh, and and we got to understand what's going on. Uh, because unless we know what's going on, uh, it's, um, uh, it, it's, it's like a silent killer. It'll, it'll sneak up on you. Uh, it'll get you. It definitely will get you. And so uh, if you think about it, though, we're being fed this stuff. Uh, this is why I tell people, you've got to control what's going on in your head. Um, you know, there's only five portals of entrance into our experiential aquarium, right? you got to understand this, five portals of entrance into our experiential aquarium. In other words, we bring things into our experience through our sight, through uh, hearing them, our sound, right? Through experience, uh, tactilely and emotionally, kinesthetic, uh, through our smells and taste, right? Uh, the five portals of entry into the human experience are called the senses. And whether you're talking about neurolinguistic programming or transactional analysis uh, or even multiple intelligences, uh, we, we know that the, the brain is a sensory-based organ. And matter of fact, there's only uh, five ways that you can store any memory. Uh, of all the memories that we have, I mean, I'm 55 years old, multiply 55, almost 56, uh, times 365, and you'll see how many days on this planet I have existed. And you figure we have million bit bytes of information going through our heads uh, daily. 
uh, stunning. And you figure out how many memories I've had. For those of you that are graduates of Leadership Awakening, just imagine all the memories uh, that you have in that 48 hours, that two and a half days. Now multiply that by 1,500 because that's how many classes I've done. Uh, I've walked uh, somewhere between ten and 15,000 people through intense, intimate, two-and-a-half-day experiences. And for those that have been through my training, you know the memories, the incredible memories. And so with all that going on, think about this. There's a lot of stuff uh, in my head. And every one of those memories is stored in one or some of the five senses. Uh, and if I could go back to a little me, if I had a DeLorean, if I had Michael J. Fox's wealth or had a crazy scientist that could let me go back in time, if I was to go back to a little me, uh, one piece of advice I would have for that little me was to be careful what I allow as part of my experience. Be careful. Uh, because it is crazy out there. It is crazy out there. Top 10 major causes of stress. Ready? Now, I got this from Starkwood Chiropractic. Uh, Number one, death in the family. Number two, divorce. Number three, health. Number four, employment. Number five, finances. Number six, home and vehicle maintenance. Number seven, family vacation. That's funny. Uh, Number eight, outdoor activities. Number nine, becoming a parent. And number 10, fear. Another one of the 10 biggest causes of stress is fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of an accident, fear of being a victim of a crime, fear of the loss of a job, fear of fire, fear of physical pain. Anything that can upset everyday life, fearful people have a tendency to create their own stress. We call that worry, right? Uh, The God of the Bible tells us almost 400 times, one for every day of the year, do not worry, do not fret. Uh, but, you know, I have, a, I have a, another list here. Another list here. It's fascinating. So top 10 causes of stress. This is from healthly, healthfully.com. The other one was from a chiropractor. Childhood trauma, death of a loved one, divorce, uh, finances, job, health, personal relationships, chronically ill child, pregnancy, and danger. And can I tell you right now? That where we're at in the world today, where we're at in time with America, oh my gosh, uh, it's all hitting us. And look at the news. So I just did a, a clip of the news. This ends the debate. A study shows natural immunity 13, 13 times more effective than van- vaccines. Here's an excerpt from a report by Science Magazine. This just came out yesterday. The new analysis relies on the databases of Maccabi Healthcare Services, which enrolls about 2.5 million Israelis. By the way, Israel has led the vaccination surge. I mean, it's mandatory vaccination in Israel. I think they have more of their country vaccinated than anybody else. The study led by the Tal Patalon and Saivan Garzit at KSM, the system's research and innovation arm, found in two analyses that people who were vaccinated in January and February were in June, July, and the first half of August, six to ten, six to thirteen, sorry, six to thirteen times more likely to get infected than unvaccinated people who were previously infected with the coronavirus. Isn't that incredible? In one analysis comparing more than 32,000 people in the health system, the risk of developing systematic COVID-19 was 27 times higher among the vaccinated and the risk of hospitalization eight times higher. 
They would be lied to. How about this one? Biden repeatedly misled American public about Afghanistan withdrawal. Biden's assurances about Afghanistan withdrawal were repeatedly proven wrong. How about this one? Wisconsin boy, 12, dies after alleged hammer attack. Eight-year-old also injured, report says. Milwaukee police are still searching for attacker. 12-year-old Milwaukee boy was killed and another eight was hurt after suffering blunt force trauma injuries during what was believed to have been a hammer attack. Caught on camera, man spits and shoves woman onto train tracks in police-defunded New York City. Uh, this guy was erratic, started to spit at me. That's what the woman says uh, is how it started. When I tried to leave the situation, like get onto the train, he followed me. I decided that wasn't the best thing, so I stayed on the platform. He spit on me, and then when that was enough, he pushed me onto the train tracks. How about this one? Four in ten Americans cried about money during the COVID-19 pandemic study. How about this one? Portland woman charged with murder after running over husband in grocery store parking lot. How about this one? Child obesity increased during COVID-19 pandemic by 10%. How about this one? Taliban rule will be a long, slow death for women. How about this? Congress signals concern over uptick in veteran crisis hotline after deadly Afghanistan withdrawal. Ladies and gentlemen. We are being squeezed and pushed. And right now, you've got to take control of what you're allowing in your experience. And not only that, you got to take control of what happens between the stimulus and the response. And that is what today's radio show is about. And we're hoping with Brad, when he joins us after break, that we're going to laugh a little day. So let's laugh a little day as we talk about the emotional crisis that we find ourselves in. I am black. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, where we are living life like it matters. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, boy, there's a lot of emotion out there, right? There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of tension. Uh, I believe one of the, the biggest weapons formed against any person is confusion. Because when we're confused, we don't stand up, we don't speak up, we don't step out. When we're confused, Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I got a word from the, we have a guest that's going to be joining us and we just got disconnected. So you got to realize what's going on is there's a lot of confusion going on out there. Uh, and the enemy uses confusion uh, to, to get us off kilter. And right now, a lot of things that we held dear, a lot of things that we've always known, uh, we no longer know. You know, for those of us in America that we believe that we've always known what America stood for. And so there's a lot of confusion going on. We don't know how we can do our jobs. We don't know if we have to wear a mask or don't wear a mask. Uh, we don't know if the person next to us is is a, a threat to us, whether that be through COVID 
whether that be through a armed conflict, whether that be a, a political opponent. It's it's so there's so much tension, there's so much anxiety, and there's so much depression. I mean, depression was a big deal before COVID hit a year and a half ago. And now all numbers, whether you're talking about spousal abuse, divorce, uh, childhood problems, uh, all, every category in mental health uh, is worse off today, exponentially greater than it was uh, before March of 2020 when this whole started set of lockdowns and confusion started taking place. And so, you know, with as serious as everything is, we're going to still deal with the seriousness but that doesn't mean we can't approach it in a lighthearted manner, you know. Uh, and so what I thought I'd do is bring on a good friend. Um, this gentleman's a graduate of Leadership Awakening. He and his wife are both graduates of Leadership Awakening. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, they also own a gym in Northern California. I, um, You know, they've been through my training. I, I, I mentor. I, I share the Word of God. We're friends. And so I thought I'd have him join us. Let's welcome to the radio show Mr. Brad Bonner. Brad, thanks for joining us like it matters radio thank you great to be here mr black well i'm glad you're here brother glad you're here so a lot going on in your world huh you uh you have this thing called one degree of separation tell us a little bit about the one degree of separation it's a comedy show about depression and suicide which if you can't laugh at that you know what can you laugh at that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, how it long got, you been doing got, this, Brad? It got started. So we we've done about thirty of these shows all across the country. We've okay. been in Kentucky, South Dakota. We've done a dental association, Sac State University. We've um, we've got a Harvard professor who's been talking to us. They just aren't having any in person events right now. Um, he said seventy percent of their med students are on depression and anxiety meds. And they want to do something wow. preemptive, you know, proactive about it. Um, and so this uh, this show, we've um, it's always for comedians, and uh, it got started. It was about well September twenty second four years ago. I had a fifty one fifty, and if you don't know what that is, it's a uh, album that Van Halen put out in nineteen eighty six. Actually, it's police code for a three day. Um, mental hospital lock up against your will, usually because you're suicidal, which it was for me. And um, I was 55 at the time, and I had never talked about my depression before that. About six months after that, I found a suicide note that I wrote in the sixth grade. And at first I thought, that's so cute, sixth grade. And then I thought, man, sixth grade? I struggled with this my whole life, and I had only just started actually honestly addressing it. And so um, I started talking with some comic friends, and we decided to, I wanted to put together a comedy show where comedians will talk about anything on stage. So why not make this our topic? And um, we wanted to have it formatted. I didn't want just four comics up there trying to one up and be funny, although the show's very funny. But I wanted a structure and format to it. And so we put together this show and we started uh, two and a half years ago with our first show. And we've done about 30 of these. Um, and the shows are life changing for the comics, for people that show up, um, for people who don't struggle with depression to know how to talk about it uh, as well. So, um, yeah, it's been, um, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. 
Wow. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Knowing you, knowing you a little bit, I know you, Brad. This is definitely it. So, two things I got questions for you. Number one, where in this process uh, did you go to Leadership Awakening? So, how how long ago did you go to Leadership Awakening? Oh, was it two years ago? Maybe. I think we had. I think we had started the. Sh- I think we had already done our first show, maybe one or two. I think it was in a February, and we had done one or two shows at the time. Well, if it was in February, um, then it would have to be in February of nineteen, because fe- uh, February okay. twenty twenty we were going into COVID. So if it was February, yeah. then you would have done February of nineteen. So two and a half years ago. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah because and, we were uh, COVID yeah. last February. Yeah, because we did our first show. I know our first show was in a January, and we were probably getting ready to do our second show at that point. And so it was. So you we were had just new started doing that. Cool. We had just started doing it. Yeah. Uh, and there, so there I'm were just a couple curious. pivotal. Go yeah. Go, no, no. Go ahead. But there, 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 were, there were a couple pivotal things that really steered me. Um, I went to a boot camp. Uh, John Eldridge, who's an evangelical Christian, has this amazing mm-hmm. boot camp. It's a Christ-based, Christ-centered, non-denominational. Um, I had some very, it's one of the most spiritual places that I go to. And um, I had just some inspiration at one of those. I think that was in November prior and um, where I really felt like this is what I needed to do. We hadn't done a show yet. Um, and then after we did our first show, uh, um, we did Like It Matters. And that was very pivotal in making me commit that I know I, it's like in November, it's like, I'm pretty sure this is what I'm supposed to do after like mm-hmm. it matters. It's like, okay, this is it. This, whatever I, whatever I, this is what I have to commit my life to. And the more committed I am to it since then, then the more accelerated things go and the better they go. And when I doubt it and get about it, then my life gets that way. So it's kind of like, God, I have this meter that like, Hey, when you commit to this, then, you know, doors and windows will open for you. So, um, oh, yeah, it was, it was so a very cool. pivotal, yeah, for us, for us, as far as the, the commitment to this. Well, and, and life is an undulating line. People miss this part. It has highs and lows, and that's why we use the heartbeat as one of our part of our logos, because mm-hmm. life has ups and downs. There are peaks and valleys, and, and, and the key to life is to be able to, to, to manage those, to enjoy the highs, because knowing that we won't have them that long, uh, get some rest there, get some enjoyment. Uh, and then remember, when we are in the valley, that uh, the valley is a place where things gather, where things grow, where water gathers. And, and valleys are a lot of times a place for people to restock, to restore. But, but here's the key, Brad. It really doesn't matter what happens to people. What matters is our explanation of why it happened to us. You know, that, that's the transactional analysis. There's a, there's a stimulus and there's a response. But the stimulus does not dictate the response. Yeah. yeah, what happens, we, we speak it, our, our mouth, I mean, our brain is six times faster than we can talk. So our, our brain is six blocks down the road when we engage our mouth. And, and what happens is we go to what we know. And so when you and I get in a discussion or you say something, there's a stimulus. I don't respond to that. What I do is I go to what I know. So I see something from my past or I, or I say something or hear something from my past or I feel something from my past. And then based on that, I respond. So I'm not really responding to, to what you're saying or doing. I'm responding to my narrative about what yeah, you said and did and why you said. It. Yep. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the key and it's your choice. because we have and a lifetime of trauma. Yeah. Bullseye. And that's why, but that's people why don't people think they have the choice. 
And that's yeah, why people are being offended at things. You know, well, I, I had somebody tell me so they were offended. About, I go, okay, well, that's your choice, though. And they go, no, no, yeah. you offended. I go, no, 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 no. I didn't. I said something. You decided to be offended by it. Amen. You know, at that, now, and that's and, your choice. And, and, that's on you. That's not on me. No, and that's that's fully right. But yet, people that are pro-choice and the same people that would deny that what you just said are pro-choice. Right. They say, well, uh, yeah. But but here's the problem, and, and I always go back to this is where I come in because my background, as you know, is in neurolinguistic program. I'm a master practitioner, but I also have disciplines in transactional analysis and cognitive behavioral therapy and uh, and all those psychologies. Uh, and I always go back. I wrap it in the Word of God because that's my standard truth. And the reason I can prove what I just said is when Jesus Christ. In crucified, he said seven things on the cross, and the first one being, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And so Jesus actually showed us Dr. Eric Burns' diagram of the stimulus and the response. Uh, and it was Viktor Frankl, the father of logotherapy, who said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. That's what you're talking about. That is the choice. I can choose to be offended or not to be offended. Jesus Christ had every right to be offended, that his creatures, his pets were crucifying. The ones he came to rescue were killing him. He had every right to be offended, but he chose love instead. He chose to turn the other cheek. He chose to give his life up. No one took his life, he said. He chose to give it up. And so there's our example right there when Jesus says, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He's saying, listen, I'm your example. What I do, you do. And, and honestly, what can another human being do to any of us, Brad, that is worse than what we did to God incarnate? And so sure. you are absolutely correct. It is a choice. And and after the break, we're getting ready to go hard break. I want to talk about this is so cool because because of your commitment to one degree of separation and because of your commitment of following through on that, uh, now you have a huge door opened up. Uh, and now you have this uh, new program that's uh, being developed uh, called Dying to Laugh uh, that uh, I want to hear about because there's some great, great things happening. So can you can you stay on the phone line and, and hold over to the next segment? Can you do that? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. All right, I'm Mr. Black. We're talking to comedian Brad Bonner, and we're going to be talking about Dying to Laugh. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your radio life caddy. You can call me Mr. Black. And I have on the phone with me a good friend, a graduate, uh, and a comedian. Let's welcome Brad Bonner back to Like It Matters Radio. Again, Brad, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Thank you so much. Of course. So now this one degree of separation is expanding. So tell us that, that there's something new that uh, you're dying to laugh. Tell us about it. 
So we, um, there's a filmmaker, she owns a film studio in Salt Lake City, Brandy Vegas. She owns Vegas Studios, and she, her daughter's had two suicide attempts. She's 14. They almost lost her in February, and she decided to use her time, talents, and resources for mental health. And she ran into a mutual friend of ours, and he said, oh, you got to talk to Brad. They do a comedy show about depression and suicide. And she got she got the raised eyebrow, you know. She was like, "What? How do yeah. you make jokes?" And we <laughs> and she called up and we. She said, "How do you how do you make light of such a serious?" She goes, "I get what you're trying to do, but how can you find humor in this?" And it's funny. I, there's a story I, I start our show off with, and it's an honest to god true story that I don't have to embellish, and it demonstrates how laughter changes your brain. Um, it was about two years ago. This 17 year old girl sends my wife a text message. She said, "I'm standing on the bridge. I love you guys. You'll get along fine without me. Goodbye." We live 15 minutes from the Forest Hill Bridge. It's the fourth highest bridge in the country. The Golden Gate, 350 feet. This bridge is 730 feet. And I call her. My wife says, I don't know this. I get her on the phone. I go, I know you don't want to die. You want this pain to stop. It's temporary. Don't use a permanent solution. Where I go, where are you at? She goes, I parked my car, and I'm standing on the middle of the bridge right now. And I said, what bridge are you at? And she says, uh, Fair Oaks. I said, what Avenue, Fair Oaks? She goes, yeah. I go, that's a crappy bridge to jump off of. It's only like 40 <laughs> feet high. You're going to sprain your ankle. And she starts to snicker. She starts to laugh. She goes, well, there's hypothermia. I go, I've jumped in that river. It's chilly. But it's, this is California. It's not that cold. It's going to take like four or five hours. You're going to sprain your ankle and flop around for four or five hours. And she starts laughing more. I go, look. Come and hang out with us. We're doing karaoke with some friends at the winery. She goes, okay. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm walking back to my car. I'll see you in 20 minutes. (laughs) And it changed. It changed her brain. It changed her chemistry. It released the same endorphins, the same serotonin that she wasn't getting. You know, all the same things that those antidepressant medications do, laughter does. It'll bring out those yep. same chemical responses, and it just demonstrates how laughter can change you. My darkest moments in my life, I've had friends that have got me to laugh and just pulled me out of it. You know, we had um, my wife and I for Fourth of July. We went to San Francisco, and we're waiting for our food. And we met this other couple. They go, "Hey, did you ride in on the Harley? We ride too." And we start chatting. They go, "Hey, you mind if we sit with you and have lunch?" So the, we're all sitting down for about a half hour talking. And the uh, the wife, she goes, "What do you do for a living?" I go, "I, I go, I do stand up comedy." I go, "But we have a comedy show about depression and suicide." And she just starts laughing. She goes, "That's so funny." <laughs> I'm a survivor of a murder suicide, and I oh, go. Wow. Which one were you? (laughs) I go, did you just get out of the hospital or prison? Which one is it? Yeah, which one? Which house were you in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it just, I've used laughter through all of this as laughter has helped me to get through. And it just opens up uh, conversations that you wouldn't have. And so uh, so we shot, uh, Brandy said this would be a great Netflix special, a documentary about what you guys are doing and what the show's like and the impact it has. So uh, two weeks ago, we uh, rented the Dry Bar Theater in, in uh, Provo, Utah, and um, we booked it and filled it up. She brought in a six-camera crew, light, sound guy, makeup, a whole bit, and... Um, we shot it. We've already got uh, worldwide media talking to her about a distribution deal and possibly doing a series of these where we go into different cities because it's different comics each time and they have different histories and backgrounds and lives and perspectives. Mm-hmm. 
um, and having us do a whole series of these. And if we do that, that'll open, you know, a world of uh, opportunities for us if we can get something like that in the mainstream media. Well, incredible. Not well, yet. You know, when, uh, when, yeah, when, 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 my phrasing, when. When. That's right. When, when, and you know, uh, I I deal with the human condition. You know, I've you know what I do. I've been doing it for thirty years, and uh, one thing I realize is pain is part of life. Uh, and uh, the key is, what do you do with your pain? But it is part of life. And uh, there's a book out there called "Hurting People, Hurting People," and it's a yeah. universal truth. Hurting people hurt people. It it's not. It's like a wounded bear. They say you better kill a bear, not wound it, because if you wound a bear, it's going to come and kill you. Uh, and, yeah. and that's how human beings are. We're, we're a bunch of wounded bears running around being put down. We, we have so much trauma, uh, uh, family of origin issues. And, and you and I are very similar. We've approached it differently. But we at some point chose to take our pain instead of let, making it hurt people. Because I'm sure you're, you're aware and you'd admit that in the past, your, your pain caused you to hurt other people because hurting people hurt people. I know I was a rageaholic yeah. for a while. I, I had a lot. I did a lot of pain, uh, not intentionally, but a wounded bear. You block and you attack. You block and you attack. Yeah. But there was a shift for me where God said this to me, Brad. He said, uh, would it be worth it? And again, it's not like you and I are talking now, and so it's hard to explain. You know what I'm talking about when you talk to God. And I heard this. He said, what if, what if, if I was to take all your pain and use it to help tens of thousands of other people in pain, would it be worth it? And honestly, Brad, when I could honestly say, yes, it would then the shift took place, and then God started showing me how to take my pain and help other people. Did you ever have a moment when you realize, I want to start taking my pain, because we are pain, and use it for good uh, rather than bad? Was there ever a conscious shift like that for you? I think there was a shift, but it was believing that it was possible was the hard thing to come to terms with. How can, mm. how can wanting to die most of my life, I, 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 yeah. I think if I did the math, I've had more days wanting to die than I've had days mm. wanting to live, math-wise. Yeah. How, yeah. how can that be something positive? How can me waking up and just wanting to end it day after day after day, sleeping with a gun, and I used to follow, I was to, used to put a round in the chamber and pull the hammer back and sleep with my finger on the trigger, hoping I'd wake up and do mm. it. And I don't know wow. how many times I've done that. How can that ever mm-hmm. be good for somebody else? How can God take that depression and that self-loathing and turn it into something good? And um, it was the hard thing was was seeing that, wow, he is. He is. Yep. He is. This is it, it, that's yep. what our show is. It's talking about that and those feelings and, you know, how we cope with them and work with them. And there's just... You know, God's hand is in this whole thing, this whole show we're doing. So it's fun. The format of the show, it's always four comedians. Everybody comes out just five Mm -hmm. minutes of comedy. So the first part of the show is laughter. And this is our happy place. This stage, there's no depression. This is what we do. It's basically a five minute. Mm -hmm. We each give our own kind of introduction. Then we come back out and it's a panel of four and we answer five questions. And these questions, the more you dig into them, the more profound, the more... When I run these by psychologists and psychiatrists, they go, wow, those are absolutely brilliant. Where'd they come from? And the truth is, I don't know. Well, I do know. 
I do know these. Yeah. These are these yeah. are like you know the twelve steps. They're they just they're God inspired. And the, here's the question: What's it feel like physically? What do others do that makes it worse? What do others do that makes it better? What do you do that makes it worse? What do you do that makes it better? They're very simple questions, and our show is those five questions. And within those five questions, but you know what you just did? Nothing to talk yeah. about. There's yeah. personal accountability in there. But that's the key. Yeah. What I just heard when you hit, said them real fast, this goes back to what you and I said. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is, that, is our power, our freedom. And that's what you're slowing things down. What you're doing is you're jumping right in the middle of that space. And you're saying, what do other people do to make it this way? What do you do to make it this way? How do you make it better? How do you make it worse? And again, notice what you're doing is you're giving them back control. And see, I believe one of the biggest things with all this pain and all this fear and all this uh, depression is a lack of control. We don't believe we yeah. can change it. We don't believe we have any, any, any key in the game that there's nothing we can do about that. That's the helplessness. That's the hopelessness because that's the definition of depression, helpless and hopeless. Uh, and that's why I tell people, can you see how someone in the inner city, when they have no chance of getting out of the inner city except for a, a jail car, a police car, or a, or a morgue car, uh, how they can kill someone for five bucks. And people go, yeah, I do. I, yeah, I do too. Because when there's no hope, there's nothing to work for. But if we can give someone hope, if we can give someone the, the belief that tomorrow can be better than today. So uh, we get ready to end this thing, Brad. Uh, hey, listen, how can they get a hold of you? How can they be a part of this? How can they see? How can they come to you and laugh? Tell them how to get a hold of you. One degree of separation dot life. The number one, one degree of separation dot life is our website. And that has all of our upcoming shows, events. We have links on there. Uh, my contact information is there. It's the number one degree of separation dot life um you can find us anywhere and you can find us on facebook at one degree of separation as well um or brad bonner b-r-a-d-b-o-n-a-r jr on facebook and we're easy to get a hold of and we're looking for places right now we have we have a grant from sacramento county they're paying us to do our shows right now you know they see the value in this wow. and the value of getting to talk about it so we're looking for you know, everywhere. We want this show for everywhere, every place, veterans groups. You know, we did the Pride Festival. Just every group needs to see these conversations. And yeah, man, you should do it for cops because uh, police officers have the highest. More police officers die from their own gun than from somebody yeah. else's gun. And now with the turmoil they're under for a cop. So we're getting ready to go to a heartbreak, Brad. God bless you so much. Give my best to Victoria. Uh, and whatever I can do to help you guys be successful, let me know. Okay, my friend? All right. We'll see you, Mr. Black. All right, buddy. God bless you, brother. Thank you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we can't change what's going on in life sometimes but what we can change is what's going on in our head between the stimulus and the response there's a space and in that space is our power it is our freedom that's what this radio show is about giving you back your power giving you back your freedom and we'll be right back When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Live in life like it matters. That's where you listen to your podcast. That's what you need to be searching for. So wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts or whatever, uh, uh, make sure you just search Living Life Like It Matters. Uh, we have a bi-weekly podcast now, though Mondays is Storytime with Mr. Black, a story to mood, uh, motivate you, to move you uh, with a moral, with a leadership principle, if you will. Uh, and that's uh, Monday. And then Thursday, uh, we have uh, anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes show uh, about lots of different topics, kind of similar to what we do here on Like It Matters Radio. Also, we deal with the spiritual side. So you got to realize that there's a spiritual component to every human being, whether they believe in God or not. Uh, again, I, I referenced Dr. Robert Dilt's logical levels. Uh, and uh, the the top level is spirit. And for those that choose not to believe in God, you, your spirit is your bigger connection to the universe. You got to deal with that piece of you. Remember, man's a three part being. We have a we're physical in nature, just like a plant and an animal, right? We're a carbon based life form, and that body is a machine. And, you know, some depression comes from uh, poor chemical manufacturing of your body. And why? Because the body releases 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals are released based on three things. Number one, what you're thinking about. And we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. Number two, you're breathing. And a lot of people don't breathe properly or well. And number three, your physiology, the way you stand, the way you carry yourself, your eye contact, your shoulders slumped over, all those things cause your body to release chemicals. And these chemicals make you feel things. They make you feel excited. They make you feel depressed. They make you feel turned on. They make you feel turned off. They make you feel hopeful. They make you feel hopeless. I'm telling you, you are more responsible. This is why I go to this quote over and over and over. Maybe after you've heard it a thousand times, you'll start believing it. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It's your freedom. But here's the problem. And Brad said it. If you don't believe it, then you'll act as if it doesn't matter. See, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And, and you got to understand, and I use this, I, I, I ask these questions to, to make my point. Would you give your life for a lie? Let's be honest. Most people want to do it for the truth. If someone says they love you, but you do not believe they love you, are you loved? How about this? If you don't think something's possible, what type of effort are you going to give to it? Right? Don't you see? Our belief system dictates everything. This is why I do this radio show. And we have all the different things, transactional analysis, neuro-linguistic programming, multiple intelligences, logotherapy, uh, emotional intelligences, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, truth therapy, uh, and wrap it up in theology. Be, because you got to know how you work. That body's a machine. And if you don't put gas in your car, it doesn't work. 
If you don't change the oil every so often, it doesn't work. If your belts or tubes wear out, it doesn't work. Don't you get it? That's the body. And then you have a mind. And the mind runs the body. The mind is the battle zone. It is the battle zone of the mind. That is where our belief systems are, are, are hung out. That's where we tell ourselves, you know, thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. That's where the whole concept of epigenetics comes in. I get talking so fast, I don't know what I'm saying. Epigenetics, look it up, EPI genetics. We talk about this, Dr. Caroline Leaf's work, where she says 87% of diseases are psychosomatic. She says we make ourselves sick. Our thoughts can cause us to switch on and switch off switches in our DNA. I'm going to tell you right now, you alter your DNA, maybe not permanently, but the usefulness, how it works, just like uh, these little shots, the jab. It's not a vaccine. It's a jab. Uh, it's got modified RNA. And it's not like I heard someone say, hey, put on your your life vest when you're on a boat. It could save you. It's the same thing. Don't tell me what to do. Well, the difference is a life vest is something you put on. It doesn't become part of your body permanently. Uh, and a life vest is proven to make you float. So be careful of conflation. So you've got to deal with the mind. And depression is the battle of the mind. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And then you must deal with the third component of man, which is the spirit. And you know what? We all have a void in our lives, and it's in the shape of God. And some of you refuse to believe in God. Some of you are too smart to believe in God. Some of you don't want to believe you're a sinner, that you have a need for God. Whatever your reason, I truly believe it is a volitional act for anybody not to believe in God. It is a choice. It's not a lack of knowledge. Uh, it's not a lack of understanding. Right now, you can get any book in the world on your internet. One out of three, every three searches on the internet are for porn. And so instead of looking for porn, you could actually go back to the original books of the Bible. You can go into the Hebrew. You can go into the Greek. You can see the original word. And I tell you, if you're a child of God and you start seeking out his word, it'll activate you. And if you're not a child of God, then move on. But you still have a spiritual component because that spirit inside of you is, uh, is I don't know how to say it, it doesn't die. Uh, every, you live forever. That spirit inside your body has a 120-year lifespan after the flood. We were told you got about 120 years max on it. But you are eternal, your spirit, and you will be somewhere. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we deal with all three components of the human being. And you've got to deal with all three. And then you got to realize the power of emotions. See, emotions are power. They are our power source. And most people shut off their heart years ago. They've had a lot of trauma, a lot of drama. They've created belief systems from the time they were six, seven, eight, nine years old to get through some child of, uh, family of origin issues, some childhood issues. And there's a lot of people out there. I've been doing this training that I do at likeitmatters.net for 30 years. Because I've had almost 15,000 people go through my training. So I know what it's like to walk intimately in people's pain and people's struggles and people's family of origin issues. And that's why I have such a vast degree of different people who've been through my training. I deal with all three components. And while excessive emotions can temporarily disrupt reasoning or analysis, new studies actually suggest that in most cases, too little emotion can be even more devastating to a career organization. 
and it was Josh Hammond at the time he was president of the American Quality Foundation. He said this, quote, emotions have a high-performance definition, which is present at the heart of every leading enterprise, but is little recognized or valued in most of today's other organizations. And I'm going to tell you right now, what we need is emotional intelligence. You know, we got all kinds of IQ out there. There's a lot of smart people in prison. But we need emotional intelligence. And as you think about it, I do studies on this stuff. As we learn more and more about what makes people a success in business, especially in terms of leadership, the universal opinion is shifting away from traditional attributes of IQ, uh, intellectual quotient, and technical ability, and towards emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is now seen as a need-to-have ingredient in the makeup of leaders. matter of fact, if you check a child, a fourth-grade child, their emotional quotient, is a better barometer for their success than their intellectual quotient. Their EQ is a better barometer than their IQ. And uh, Dan Goldman, who's a great, he's one of the forerunners, if you will, in emotional intelligence, he says this, without emotional intelligence, a person can have the best training in the world, an incisive analytical mind, and an endless supply of smart ideas, but he still won't make a better leader a good leader, a great leader. I'm just telling you right now. See, unlike IQ, our emotional intelligence is something that we can develop and improve with training. And my background is NLP, and this gives me discernment and tools to do just that. And so this is why you need to use the tools we set up. Wayofwarrior.blog is where I share some manna from heaven, the spiritual side. You can do our uh, our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, Living Life Like It Matters. This daily radio show, an hour of power, uh, working on your head and your heart. Uh, and then Leadership Awakening and Leadership Adventure and EQ Communicating with Power. You can go to likeitmatters.net. And man, get yourself in Leadership Awakening. 48 hours will change your life. That's how I know these people. Most of the people you hear that I bring on the show are graduates of mine. They've been through my two-and-a-half day training that forever changed their life. Go to likeitmatters.net. I have a class starting tomorrow right here in Dallas. I got eight people in it. Uh, three weeks later, we'll be in Vegas, uh, September 28th, um, September 30th through October 2nd. And then the end of October, we're going to be in Boise. I think it's October 28th through 30th. November 18th, we're in Little Rock, Arkansas. And then the first week in December, we're back here in Dallas. And I will go anywhere with at least six people. So I can go to your company. I can go to your city, wherever. Just reach out to me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Mr. Dot Black at likeitmatters.net. I'm here to serve, and you can call me anytime, 817-657-4921. If you ever need help, I don't care what time of day or night, call me. I can get you out of the crisis mode. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, 
counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters. 